Hey, welcome back to Season 2 of the Hope Sessions Podcast. Join me each week as I have an enjoyable and encouraging dialogue with each of my pastors about their journey to faith in Christ while recalling great memories with each of them. I have no doubt that this will continue to serve you as a blessing. Remember, hope is to life as oxygen is to the body. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Hope Sessions podcast. This is season two, and this is also episode two. But guys, I want to let you know tonight, it's a true honor to be able to say that tonight's guest is another one of my pastors. He's the associate pastor of Court Church, and his name is Stephen McBride. I've known this man, and I've been in, sitting under his ministry for about maybe five to six years. And I want to say you guys are really in for a treat with this week's episode as I sit down and just converse with my pastor. Pastor Steve, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm doing very well, Terry. Thank you very much. It's been a sunny day. I've been out in the boat. Me and Woman went off to the beach. Uh, I'm back now and I'm, I'm looking forward to this. And I just want to say, Terry, as well, that I'm enjoying what you're doing. It's really, really good. I've been loving it, listening in, enjoying it. Um, not, not just this, but, but also some of the other creative work that you've been doing. So uh, thank you. Thank you. It's, it's been really good, really encouraging. Thank you. I appreciate that encouragement, Pastor Steve. Pastor Steve, we're going to jump straight into it. The first segment I have is the rapid fire round. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. ready. I don't know how rapid it'll be, but I'm ready. Hey, <laughs> however rapid or slow, feel free, Pastor Steve. Um, your favorite <laughs> hobby? Favorite hobby is it, it has to be out on the water, fishing, boating, yeah. all of that. Outdoors sort of stuff. Yeah, 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 Brilliant. for sure. Uh, your favourite holiday or place that you like to visit? Ooh, I would have to say Holland. Yeah, it is. It is so memory. So 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 many good memories right from childhood. Going there, um, yeah, Holland. I love the food. Uh, I love the, the the treats you get there. Yeah, I just love the atmosphere of the place. Yeah, Holland, yeah, Holland. Um, and your favourite worship band. Do you have one currently or? Um, it's funny because I'm so involved in worship. <laughs> um, I would have to say maybe people in songs at yes. the moment. You know, they're, they're writing stuff that just goes a little bit deeper. Um, and and there's, a, there's a quality to the tunes as well. That yeah. I've been enjoying them at the moment. Yeah, I discovered them. I think it was maybe two or three months ago and I've been listening to some of their stuff and it's very different, but it's very truly enjoyable to listen to, you know? So I'm yeah. enjoying them myself. I've only discovered them recently enough, as I've said. Um, the next one I have, Pastor Steve, is um, your favorite summer fire memory. It could be one, two, however you feel. Oh, summer fire memory. Well, ooh, that, uh, um, that's that's a hard one actually yeah. <laughs> I, I think I, I can remember I, I think the first year that the Carter Conlon came yeah. I remember just being so profoundly impacted by I suppose by him but but, but by the Holy Spirit through him yeah. I, I genuinely tasted uh, God and, and not just what he said but how he said it uh, how it was delivered and, and just anointed on the whole thing um, and that that set me on a on a different direction for life actually well, um, 
So that that would have to be one of my strongest. I, I then have, have, have moments, actually, of, of worship too, where, you know, God, remember, you know, God coming in and just stilling the whole congregation and, and just lingering in his presence and, and everybody, every, everybody just still yeah. and you just knew God was in the house. Um, there's a few instances of that that uh, they, they, uh, they, they really stick out to me. Uh, one more actually is uh, Jay Fallon preaching. Um, you know, oh, there, there's one word he used. Ah, just slip of mind now. Yeah. <laughs> there's one word he used, and uh, ah, it's gone. It's gone. Anyway, is that the one word? Next he, question. He put, um, I think he says he put his word, his finger on the word, and it says chosen, and he spoke on that uh, the reality of being chosen by God. Is that what you're referring to? No, it's a, it's another time. It's another yeah. time. Uh, don't worry. Next question. Because um, even when it comes to some of our, like I was talking to Pastor Nick about it in last week's episode, and it's very hard to pinpoint um, memories because every year of the Summer Fire Conference is so different yet so profound. Um, some years certain stuff stick out differently than others, but every year it's just such a feast. That's probably the best way to explain it, you know? It, it is. Um, I, I think we as people, we, we experience when we've been down a road, we think we know the road. And when you're going to Summer Fire, you think, well, I've been here before and I know I know what the Lord does at Summer Fire. Yeah. But he's always new. He's always fresh and and, and he always gives us something that that's that, that's fresh, that's living, that's alive. It's fresh there's fresh bread in the house. It, it's right. never stale. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you, Jerry. Yeah. Hopefully now, Lord willing some of our next year will happen. It's amazing how it's already been, well, it's going to be two years since we've had it last. And it's amazing how, because to me, I'll be honest, in, in my yearly calendar, Summerfire is one of those pillars. I mean, I'll be honest, I would prefer Summerfire over any foreign holiday, any day of the week, any year, by a long shot. Yeah. Just because how it's deeply yeah. affected my life, even though I get to serve with the youth ministry, he ministers so profoundly did that week, the connections, the fellowship. I mean, I can't even explain it in one word or many words. It's just profound is probably the best way I could say it, you know? Yeah, I, I think it it shows our makeup, Jerry, doesn't it? Like we're more than just workers that, that need a rest. Yeah. We're, we're spiritual, you know, we, we have souls. We, 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 we want to connect with, with God and with other brothers and sisters and, and real fellowship yeah. encourages us. It, it does something to us that, that ordinary holidays don't do. That's I right. agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. The next question in the rapid, the so-called rapid fire round <laughs> is, um, what's your favorite day of the week? Um, I think Monday. Okay. Monday's my day off, but I'm just after Sunday. So um, I, I, I get a lot out of Sunday. You know, and I, I'm looking back, I'm thinking of the service and I've got a day off and I, I can digest a bit and, and relax a bit as well. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the right end of the week for me to relax. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> so, and that, that, that would be me and Mama's coffee day as well. We, we go out for coffee Monday morning and love Brilliant. that. Yeah, brilliant. Um, 
your favorite piece of technology or a gadget that you own? Oh, I, I would say it has to be the iPad. Yeah. Um, I, I use it for everything. I, I don't have a computer anymore. Yeah. Um, so I use the iPad for work. I, I use it for, uh, I can even use it for navigation now on the boat. Um, can can use it for, I use it for everything. I use it for Zoom calls like this. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm a little bit like that. I find a piece of technology that works for me and I just stick with it. Yeah. You know, I'm not looking for the latest, but but the iPad is, is definitely uh, definitely key to, to my life. Absolutely. It makes, I find it, as technology advances more, it becomes so simple and so important. I mean, like the same thing of an iPad, I mean, you work on it, you use it when you're out on the boat. I mean, whereas before, if you had a computer, you can't take your computer on the boat or you can't take it. It's not as portable. That's probably the best way to explain it. The portable gadgets are very helpful and very supportive in a lot of areas, you know? Yeah, it's very instant as well. Yeah. You, know, you just switch it on and everything's there. Yeah. Um, all your communications and, and work programs, it, it's, it's, it's so instant and the battery lasts a long time. Absolutely. You know, whereas computers, even if you have a laptop, you know, a couple of hours and yeah. you know, you're, you're looking for a socket again. That's right. So, no, very good. Very yeah. good. Actually, I, 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 like, I like this age where we have this technology. I enjoy technology. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's something... Even in church, you know, I love the technology in church. I love the camera systems we have now and, and so on, the, the sound systems. Um, yeah, I enjoy it. And the last question I have on the rapid fire round is what's your favorite meal? It would have to be Haveli, right. a Haveli meal, which uh, any listeners who don't know that, it's, it's the best restaurant in the whole of the province, Munster, if not the country. Uh, it's in Douglas here in Cork, and it is Indian cuisine. And I would have a cherry ghost, would be which is a, a lamb I, I would have that uh, with a bit of naan bread, and it is heavenly. I think we'll all be eating Indian food in heaven. I'm convinced of it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, brilliant! But Pastor Steve, that's the end of the rapid fire round. Um, this is the Hope Sessions podcast. And every guest I have on has a hope story. To me and you and to believers that are Christians, hope to us is not an object. It's not a theory, but it's actually the person and the work of Jesus Christ and how he has came into our lives and caused us to be born again by the Holy Spirit. So would you share for however long you feel, Pastor Steve, your journey to faith in Christ and what he's been doing in your life for us? Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, I suppose uh, it all started when I was born at a very young age. <laughs> um, I was born to um, missionaries, actually my, my, my parents came to Ireland to serve the Lord and, and I was born here in Ireland. My, my mother's from Holland, um, my, my father's from England, yeah. uh, but I always felt Irish, you know, I grew up here. Um, but um, I remember uh, Growing up, my, my parents were, were the best. I, I've, I've been very, very privileged. They were, were godly. They loved us. They protected us. Sorry, that's my uh, Siri kicking off there. <laughs> they, they, prote they, they, they protected us. Um, 
And I remember them reading his Bible stories. I have, I have one brother, one sister, them reading his Bible stories and also uh, just ordinary stories, you know, fairy tales. They would read his missionary stories and, and every night they, they would spend time with us. So, so growing up, I, I, was, I was very blessed, very blessed, uh, very privileged to, to, to have that sort of security and, and, and home life. Um, but then, you know, a little bit later in life, I remember uh, forming friendships, I suppose, outside the home. And we, we lived up on the edge of, of I suppose, the conflict in, in Northern Ireland. And uh, my parents had come just to reach people for Jesus. So uh, we as a family, we didn't identify as Protestants. We didn't identify as Catholic. Uh, my parents identified completely as, as just Christians, uh, born again Christians. Um, and that, that was so that, that they could reach out to, to people from, from both sides of the conflict without there being an issue. Um, and, and just just bring people to Jesus. So it was a very noble endeavor, and it was the right one, and and that's what they were called to do. But but growing up in that, um, I remember having struggles with, I suppose, identity. You know, I wasn't Protestant, yeah. and I wasn't Catholic, yeah. and uh, born again Christian. Well, I didn't even know what that was. I didn't even know what a Protestant or a Catholic was, for that matter. Yeah. yeah. But I knew I wasn't. I, I, I didn't belong, yeah. and uh, up, up north uh, around that time, this, this was in Donegal, um, the first question that you would get asked by a kid on the street was, uh, what's your name? Second question was, are you, are you Catholic or Protestant? And yeah, yeah, and, and I struggled with that uh, because I didn't belong, I didn't belong. And then my parents opened on the main street of Letterkenny, just on the front portion of our house. They opened the Bible shop. Right. So, um, so growing up, that that was really really difficult because I I was I was the boy who lived at the Bible shop, right. and you know so so people would very quickly identify me as as the Bible thumper, and I, I got all the jokes. Um, and so, so what happened then was because I didn't want people to know that I was a Bible thumper. I, I started, I started to distance from people and I started to withdraw from, from friendships. When friendships went to a certain level, at a certain level, you'd invite friends back to your house. Yeah. And I didn't want to do that. So so I I would I would run away from that moment and friendships. I, I would I would distance myself from from young people at that point and uh, and grew very conscious of what other people thought of me. Right. And and it became it became like a fear in my life to the point where even conversations became difficult. I. I grew more insular and more isolated growing up um, and, and, and struggled with that, struggled yeah. with that. I remember, remember my, my parents were, were consistently good and consistently loving to us, um, but 
at, at that time, there, there was no church. They were planting a church. And to those who are listening who don't know what that is, it means that they, they were trying to set up a church that was just born again Christian and, and just bring people to Jesus. And, uh, and and there was no youth group. There was no kids work. There, there was nothing for me to identify with. And I, I struggled with that. Yeah. But at the same time, um, in, in what my parents were doing and establishing, I was hearing testimonies of uh, people who were drug addicts, who were alcoholics, uh, people from paramilitaries who were involved, those people who were in prison. Um, but people like that were, were becoming Christians. And they were changing from, from, from a very dysfunctional past yeah. and, and you know, maybe quite a wicked past. And, and they were becoming Christians. And I was seeing this. Yeah. And, and I loved these people. They, they became just influences yeah. in my life. And I loved being around them. Yet, you know, yet I still struggled, you know, with, 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 with all their identity issues. Yeah. Um, so going on a few years then, you know, when I, when I was around 16, um, I was... Uh, I actually became a, quite angry with what my parents were doing. Sure. I resented it because uh, what they what they were doing affected me and uh, left. You know, I, I felt it damaged my teen years. Uh, so I fully understand that. I just became became angry with what they were doing and and with with this identity. That I was that was forced on me, yeah. um, and and implications for my life. So um, when I was sixteen, then I started. I suppose like like other young people, I, I wanted I wanted the parties. I I I wanted uh, to belong. I, I wanted to go out into the world and experience it. But at the same time, I was completely convinced that God was real. And, and I knew the gospel. I knew there was a God in heaven. I knew, and I knew there was a heaven. And I knew there was a hell. Yeah. And I knew that someone had to be born again, as the Bible says. You know, unless a man is born again, he cannot see or enter the kingdom of heaven. And, and um, I, was, I was completely convinced of that, yet I wasn't a Christian. Yeah. And here I was at the same time I was wanting the things of the world yet I, I I knew what was right and I remember lying in my bed at night looking at the ceiling and saying saying to myself if I die tonight I know I'm not going to heaven I know I'm not going to heaven and, and that I, I used to be afraid of that um, there, there, there was a deep fear in me of facing God without being born again yet I still wanted the world yeah. and, and I, I wanted to, to do life my way and, and there was this conflict going on Jerry yeah. and, and it was a real battle and um, shortly after that actually, actually I, I became I became quite angry and I caused some trouble and I wasn't I wasn't the worst 
huge kid by any means, but but I wasn't pleasant around the house. I wasn't nice to my parents, and um, and and quite conflicted and, and unhappy and resentful and lonely. Um, nobody understood where I was. No, nobody understood. Nobody in my world had parents like mine <laughs> and understood my trouble. So so um, so I felt felt quite alone. And when I was 17, and that, that summer when I was 17, there was a team came from Holland. And uh, a team of young people came and they came to my parents and, and they came to do outreach on the streets and, and, and tell people about Jesus, tell people about the gospel, this, this, this great good news of, of how uh, people who are sinners, people who have done wrong things can get into heaven. And, and, and they came to, to go out in the streets and tell people that. And I couldn't believe it because here were here was a group of I think about twenty young people, and they were they were they were lovely. They they were they were handsome and and cool, and there's pretty girls, and you know I, I was I was quite drawn to that actually. <laughs> there, there's some pretty girls in the group, and and they understood what my parents were, and they understood a little bit of what it was to be a Christian, and 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 in the evenings. They were, they were sharing their testimonies, and, and they were talking about how and the, the different struggles in life, and um, how that at a certain point they had uh, talked to Jesus and, and said, "God, would you uh, forgive me? Would you come into my life?" And and, and they had handed over, as it were, the reins of their life yeah. to the Lord, and. And then they were they were sharing these testimonies and how that that God had really changed them, and um, I, I was hearing this and, and I became more and more convinced and, and I was even moved now thinking about it. But yeah. I, I just was I, was I was so moved, and I think the, the Holy Spirit was, was really speaking to me. Yeah. Um, because and it's funny that I think the Holy Spirit had been moving. In my life, even in, in the previous year, of course, he had been moving. But when I wanted to go to the world, Terry, you know, and do do all the stuff of the world, yeah. uh, there was a restraint on me, and and I, I think it was, I think it was the Holy Spirit answering the prayers of my parents, yeah. you know, that I, I didn't go in and, and get get pierced and hooked into something or other, which which I would have done. Yeah. Uh, I think the Lord protected me, but here he was now through these young people and the Holy Spirit was speaking to me about how I could have this walk with God. I, I could be fulfilled in that. Yeah. Um, and and he, here was all the young people walking in this um, and, and it just, it, it really touched me. And the, the, the last night that they were there, I'd become friendly with some of them. Actually, a couple called, called Jan and Yannicka. And um, they they'd been very kind to me while they were there, and I remember going out into the back garden with them, and they prayed with me, yeah. and I, I just prayed prayed to Jesus, and I said, Jesus, okay then, because uh, I'm not happy. I, I realized I'm not happy, yeah. and okay, Jesus, I want to give my life to you. I want you to forgive me because I've done plenty of wrong things. I need you to forgive me, Jesus. 
which, which he has promised to do because he's paid for our sins on the cross, which, which is the, the gospel, isn't it? It's, it's wonderful. And I said, Jesus, I, I want you to come in and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk with you. But, but if you don't come in and if you're not real, then, I, then, then I'm walking away and I'll never be back. And, and, uh, and so I, I, I prayed and, and asked the man and, and, and Jesus came in and straight away, yeah. straight away, everything started to change in my life. Uh, at that moment when I became a Christian as well, I, I said, I said, Jesus, um, I'm not going to tell anybody, you know, apart from the people who are, who are praying with me, I'm not going to tell my parents because I don't want them. I don't want to do it for them. I can't, I can't have a, have a walk with you that's, that's done through my parents' lives or through their eyes or, or, or just to keep them happy. It can't be that. It's got to be real yeah. with you. Uh, and if it's not, I don't want anything to do with it. And um, and he came in, Jerry, and peace and joy, and within within you know, about a week, you know, my parents knew that the, the fruit of of peace in my life was was so evident, and uh, and, and and God started to take me on a. On a journey that was the beginning of the journey <laughs> but but straight away a lot of my inhibitions fell to the ground you know the, the fear of people that that had grown in my life yeah. uh, to struggle with identity all, all of a sudden now here i am i'm, I'm a child of jesus yeah. and um, now i belong yeah. and you know and, and you know somehow god's going to get me through things and and I, I now was home really home even though at the best of homes I was home Amen. and and straight away God God brought some friends into my life you know good Christian friends one of them was Pastor Trevor and, and Letter Kenny actually he'd become a friend prior to this but he, he, he was he, he would play Christian music and it would drive me nuts <laughs> before this he, he would annoy me with it you know i wanted to play rock music the rock, rock that i was into yeah. and uh, but i became a christian and and uh very shortly after that um god uh, I, I played a bit of guitar before that and and uh one of one of my friends in the, in the church he said if you bring your guitar to church and start to play it in church uh, at that time, everybody just gathered in a circle and there's a few people on guitars and they, they would follow each other. So if you bring a guitar to church, I'd put new strings on it for you. So, so, so that's what happened. I brought my guitar to church to get new strings and that started me playing guitar and I was just following the guys a bit and, and uh, it was the start, not actually of, of leading worship. It was the start of, of me playing rock music on the guitar, funny enough. Because um, some some of the, the guitar of the guitar players there had been in bands and, and they started to teach me how to play scales and lead breaks and 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 God then took me into a Christian rock band, wow. yeah, uh, which um, to me uh, to me this was brilliant. This was brilliant, and and God taught me so much through that. Yeah, um, I, I learned PA systems which which 
that was so important for for, for future years. Yeah. And th so with this with this rock band, we we started to tour around Northern Ireland a lot and, and different places, and we played for youth groups and we played in the streets and we played all all different places. And people were getting saved, and oh. you know, I, I I was enjoying this, and 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 we we had some success with that. And in fact, we, we were we were asked to go on TV on it was called the BB show at the time. It was sort of a chat show on, on RTE. And we were asked to go on that. And just just as we were about to go on that, God spoke to me and said it was time to leave it. Uh, yeah, so and 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 I left it and went in. We, we started working in the in the church plant and with my parents then and and uh, later Kenny and uh, leading worship, so I I, st I started leading worship then, and and uh, God God just he, he took it. God God gave me a gift. It, it's not mine. It's it was it was his. It was his. It's always been his. Yeah. Uh, he has allowed me to to lead worship, and 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 he's anointed me in it. Yeah, it's something I love. I love doing it. Uh, you know, but but God took me into that, and very quickly I was I was leading worship at, at conferences, and, uh, different things, and yeah. um, I, I went then to to college. I, my parents supported me through college, and uh, through the help of the Lord, I have to say, I, I got an honors degree in, in electronics and, and computing, and uh, you know, that that then took me into another area of. Of, of work and, and so on and, and brought me into into one of the computer multinationals and uh, hard drive manufacturer and and I learned so much there I became an engineer there and it eventually got into management God God bless me every step of the way and, and, and I just seen his hand on my life uh, Wilma found me you know she uh, and we, me and me and Alma found each other, and uh, we, we got married. Uh, had our first child while, while I was still working in, in that multinational, and and uh, I started to prepare for leadership. We were planting the church, and I started. I felt God telling me to to prepare just just to be a better leader. So I started doing Bible college, yeah. uh, mixture of, of correspondence and part residential, and and did that and, and finished that. Uh, always thinking that that I would uh, just be a better leader in the church, and to, you know, through worship leading and so on, I, I became one of the part of the leadership team of of, of the church in Letter Kenny, and yeah. and uh, always felt I'll I'll work a job and and provide uh, for for myself and, and and others as well, I suppose, and 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 then just be a of of blessing, be of help to to people in, in church and. The more preparation I could I could put into that, the better. And, yeah. and uh, actually, what I did then in, in, in the company was I went part time, just just so I could have more time to put into the church. Yeah. And, and shortly after that, I, I met a there was a friend of mine who'd taken over one of, one of the churches that, that that my dad had planted in, in Derry, and and he actually invited me to come and work with him uh, as a as an assistant pastor. So. Um, that that was that was the next step. That was that was a step in pastoral ministry. So that that's still working part time. Um, it was very hard to leave 
what, what, what God had planted in Letter Kenny is very hard. Uh, that, that was really difficult, but but I knew it was right. And so so went part time into into Derry and served there with him. And within six months of of stepping into that, the church asked us to go full time. This this which which we shouldn't have done it. It didn't add up in paper that the wage they could offer us, uh, the bills that we were going to have to pay. Yeah. But I knew it was right, and and Wilma knew it was right. We we our first child, Ronan, at the time, and uh, and and so we we went into Derry and served in the church and stepped out of stepped out of the the, the secular employment yeah. uh, multinational that, that was a that was that was a big step uh, but i knew if i don't do this if i don't follow the lord into this i will regret it for the rest of my life and, yeah. and i think f- faith is all always spelled or can can be spelled r-i-s-k <laughs> risk you know <laughs> Because uh, you know there there can't be faith if there isn't an element of what if yeah you know what what if this doesn't go what 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 if God forgets what if, <laughs> uh, we know He won't but but um, you know so so we stepped into that and and we were there three years and then then God called us down to Cork and yeah. that was I guess almost fifteen years ago right. And, um, so, uh, but we've, when it came down to Cork, I suppose I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about the start of the journey in Cork. We, we came down and uh, to, to work with Pastor Nick and, yeah. and, and Catherine and, and the team here. And uh, short, shortly after we came, um, the, the youth pastor stepped back. And I, I, was, I was the youngest person in the leadership. And um, all eyes were looking at me then. And, <laughs> and and you know I did not want to go into youth ministry. I, I, I kind of felt I'd been there, done that, and actually it, it wasn't really my thing anymore. Um, and so, but I knew it was right, and so prayed about it, and we we, we stepped into the youth then, and, and we actually spent uh, seven years leading the youth. And I, I remember. Uh, going into it and and saying, God, I I don't have the gifting for this. I, I don't have the sense of humor. I I don't like the clothes that they wear. You know that these young people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like the music they listen to. Yeah. Uh, I I don't have what it takes. You know to 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 lead a youth group. Yeah. And. It, these were in, in some of the earlier years of, of understanding New Covenants, but that maybe that's another conversation, New Covenant. But but what, what I'd learned in, in my journey in, in New Covenant was that uh, his strength has made perfect in weakness. And, and you know, so, so this was complete weakness to go into youth ministry. Sure. And for, for me, so I started doing it, you know, pulled together some of the young people that were around at the time and, and uh, they you know, formed a team and and uh, and I remember going week after week and saying, God, if you don't give me a game to play with them, if, if <laughs> you know, because that, that is actually one of the hardest things is 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 to 
you know, to, to, to have the fun side and I struggled yeah. with that. You know, um, if you if you if you don't give me a game to play, if you don't give me a message for them, then it ain't happening. It just yeah. ain't happening because I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drawing a blank, and, and, and I remember week after week coming like that, and I keep meeting with this team, and and and, and God really started to do things, mm-hmm. and and it grew, and and God really, but we were seeing Jerry, and it, and it was to me, it was just. Completely Completely out of weakness, we were seeing young people get saved week after week after week after week. They, they would come in and get saved, and uh, it started to grow. and And, and I ended up uh, at the same time taking over the national youth as well. And God really blessed that. And yeah. We moved the, the the youth weekends down to Volca Manor, and 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 it really grew there. And God really blessed with some wonderful wonderful years and then then uh Owen took over then he, he was on the team and Owen O'Sullivan took over and and there was just the right timing for that and yeah. and but I, yeah yeah so it's just just some of the experiences you know coming to Cork but but uh grown to really love Cork and, and love being here and loving the church loving what God's doing so. yeah Pastor Steve I'm honestly, I mean, just from the bottom of my heart, I'm so refreshed by hearing your journey. I mean, the vulnerability you shared about something that's so common about for some of us, the battle, the tug of war battle that goes on. I mean, that that's part of my story. I mean, I remember when the Lord was tugging in my heart in several different ways. I was afraid to become a Christian because I thought I'd never get friends again. Yeah. Because, you know, you think you're, if you're leaving the sort of world behind, you think that God's just going to have you being a lonely person forgetting that he's not only has he provided for your salvation but when you put your faith in him he's, he's going to provide the friends the family the church like the community that you need you know so that's I, i'm really really struck because i've never actually heard your testimony in that way i know you would paraphrase some points of your story in, in your sermons and stuff but sure steve that is beautiful it really is it's to me, I'm stunned, I'm undone, and I'm refreshed all in one. Wow. 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 God is good, Terry. Yeah. God is good. And I, I, think, I think it's important for people to understand uh, in this day and age, yeah. because part of my struggle was identity. Mm-hmm. And a huge amount of, of, of this generation struggles with identity. That's right. Um, not belonging, yeah. you know, and that has been amplified. It, it seems in this age, not belonging is amplified. You know, it's you know you have the the race conflicts and right. you have people that are lonely and yeah. and there, there's a breakdown in community and um, I think part of the the current philosophy of do what feels good to you, yeah, actually actually leaves people lonely. Yes. Because anybody that that's well, it leads to stepping on others, using other people for what feels good for you, rather than upholding and caring for other people. It's 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 one it's it's part of the, the breakdown of, of of society at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but God answers that. That's right. He answers that. Yeah. He brings us into a family. He brings us into a church. He 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 gives us something to do that that is real value. And, and 
has a steam and, and the, the peace then, the, the peace that comes into your heart from being right with him yeah. allows you then to, to relate genuinely and honestly to others without looking to take advantage or, or needing them yeah. to provide something for me that, that I need. You know, no, I get that from Jesus. Yeah. I, ju I just want to be your friend. I, I, I want to care for you. I, I want to uh, genuinely relate to you. Um, yeah. Because so. I know for me, Pastor Steve, um, when I became a Christian, um, I thought I had to become really religious and be so <laughs> regimented about how I lived my life and forgetting that I'm his child. I'm fully affirmed and fully accepted in him that I don't have to be so concerned about what people think about me because 100% of the time they're not thinking about me because they're thinking about themselves, you know, yeah. and, and it really sets you free. I mean, I remember that revelation of obviously the new covenant and hearing about the grace of God when I came to court church and it has transformed my Christian journey forever. I mean, yeah. you walk with a confidence that the Holy Spirit deposits in you where you can walk in confidence knowing who you belong to and who this life is all about. I mean, I've been forever transformed by hearing the beautiful truths that both yourself, Pastor Nick, Pastor Patrick, and Pastor Ham have been revealing to us on a weekly basis in Cork Church, do you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think that, because so, uh, I felt the same, Jerry. Mm. I felt that, and that was one of my fears, that mm. I would have to start, uh, and this was in my, in my young years, that I would have to dress like my dad and mum, you know, or, well, not my mum, my dad. <laughs> that, that, that I would have to talk like them, that I, I'd have to, uh, you know, and I, I didn't want that. I, you know, I, I couldn't be that anyway, and I could never live up to that or achieve that. Um, but but now I see, like like yourself, that, that God takes us, and he's made us a certain way. Yeah. I, I remember being on the platform with Nicky Cruz, and I was leading worship, and 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 he was preaching. The the, the man's, I shouldn't say nutcase, but but he is. He's crazy. Exactly, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's crazy. But man, he's crazy for Jesus, you okay. know. And, and 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 he just he he just is all out. Jesus through Nicky Cruz. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is, and it can be Jesus through Jerry, Jesus through Stephen, yeah. um, and we, we don't have to pretend. That's right. You know it's. It's what, what he's made us to be and, and his work within us. Yeah. Obviously, we're wanting to be more like him. Uh, but but somehow he's able to, 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 he doesn't make us fake or we're not artificially trying to put on something. That's right. uh, it's genuine, it's real. And, yeah. And I'm, you know what I'm so thankful for and the context of identity? That I'm not the same as you and you're not the same as me. And yeah. vice versa with the millions upon millions of Christians around the world. Um, you have the personality and the characteristics that you have because it's God ultimately has deposited it in you because he wants to use you as you are. And Pastor Patrick said it so wonderfully in youth um, a number of months ago um, that Jesus died for the real you, not the person that you pretend to be. Yeah. That's yeah. powerful. Changes everything. That's very good. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's it's wonderful how he accepts us. He brings us in. Totally accepts us. Yeah. Um, 
totally wants to bring us on to being more like him. You know, that's the work of the Holy Spirit is, you know, and is, is, is to make us more like Jesus, to conform us to the image of Christ. Um, image to image and glory to glory, it says, you know, bringing us, making us more like him. Yet he does it so gracefully mm. at a pace that is not overwhelming to us, at a pace where, where we have the opportunity to say yes or no. Yeah. You know, I'm not ready for that. God, I, you know, I'm struggling with this, Lord. Mm. You know, and, and he, he is so, he, he stoops down to our level, our pace, the almighty God. Yeah. You know, and I just think that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. So gentle, so patient. Uh, doesn't drop us when we fail, or even when we say no, yeah. or if we're afraid and we back off from from something or other. I, I remember, I remember as as a young Christian feeling very condemned because I could never go on the streets, or I I would try to go on the streets, but I just I was so afraid to go on the streets and talk to people about Jesus. I just couldn't. Yeah. I just couldn't. And actually, until I understood New Covenant, that it actually had to be him through me. I could yeah. never conquer that. Yeah. Um, and uh, I remember just being condemned. And I knew God wanted me to share my faith with people, but I just, I was, I was just afraid. Yeah. I just, I didn't have the words to say. I always, always felt unworthy. I always felt I never knew enough. And then uh, discovering New Covenant that actually it was always meant to be his strength through me. And that's such a liberating thing, yeah. you know, as a Christian, that that I'm not trying to be something. I'm letting him be something through me. That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying yes to his Holy Spirit, his Holy Spirit's strength and wisdom. And I remember going, walking to the streets and saying, and, and this is, I suppose, not long before coming to court, we're going on the streets and saying, God, I, I'll go out here. I'll stand out here. But again, if you don't do it, if you don't give me the words to say, if you don't give me the love for, for, for these people that I'm going to talk to, it ain't happened. I can't. I can't. And I, I would just go and take the possession and say, okay, God, I, I'll go and talk to this person. But it happened unless you do and, and and that way you know we, we, we can walk by faith and step into things that, w- that we have no right stepping into and that's the truth <laughs> no right no ability we sh- we shouldn't do it and yeah. uh, you know but but god says no this is this is where i'm taking you and and it's 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 him through us and what a free and liberating thing jerry wonderful isn't it it's oh, wonderful oh. that's that's really where the rest for me came from hearing the new covenant that the work was finished because i had no problem believing that jesus died on the cross he rose again and that he's coming back i believe that but yeah. i always felt because i believe as a human nature we're wired to especially irish people so you give an irish boy so you buy someone lunch oh i'll buy that back for you next week or you know we're, yeah, yeah. we're, we're terrible at receiving a gift we always feel like we have to pay someone back for a blessing or something. But that's the beautiful thing about the finished work of Jesus, that it's finished. You, yeah. you, you add yeah. nothing to it. 
it's Jesus right. plus nothing is everything. Yeah. You know? yeah. The sooner we learn that, the better. Yeah. You know, you know, if if if, if we can I suppose it's it's a bit like having a child and giving something to the child and the child says, Well, I'll give you something back in return. Yeah. You know, whereas what what they give us back never really quite does it. And if they're trying to pay us back, it just wouldn't be right. It's it's, it's wrong. Yeah. But if they'll take what we give them and enjoy it yeah. and use it and, and 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 run with it and and experience it, whatever it is, um, then then we love that. And I think uh, I think God's like that. Yeah. You know, here you are, you've, you've got salvation. Run with it. Right. Run with it. You've got the Holy Spirit. Run with it. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, and actually, you know, so sometimes I find myself saying, you know, okay, God, you took me on the streets. You took me into youth ministry. You've opened my mouth to preach because that was a struggle as well. And yeah. um, you've used me in, in, in different ways and different platforms. And God, can, if you can do it there, can you do it over here as well? Yeah. You know, you know, can can you can you do it in my marriage? Can you do it in, in this area or, or you know, whatever? You know, God God, can you use me in in in, in these new ways, different ways? Yeah. So it's an adventure. You know, you, you never know where the Lord's gonna take you and what he's gonna do. Yeah. That's Pastor Steve, that's beautiful. I I I truly love just the fact that we just talked on that because that's such a topic that's so prevalent and it will be always prevalent because you will always have an identity crisis till you get a revelation of who christ is and that's the holy spirit that ultimately brings that revelation and until that revelation comes i believe that people will always strive and try to work things themselves but as soon as the holy spirit does it pastor patrick says it again to reference him he says the longest journey that a human will ever take isn't from one side of the planet to the other but rather it's from your head to your heart and ultimately, right. the only person that can take that journey for you is the Holy Spirit. The Holy yeah. Spirit will transfer that journey for you. And when it comes into yeah. your heart, it changes everything. That he, he instilled in you a godly confidence that ultimately the Holy Spirit has empowered you to go out and, and declare him. And whatever it is that God has called you to do, it's from that position that the Holy Spirit has equipped you, positioned you, and empowered you. And that's how you're sent yeah. out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and and I think th- this is where new covenant comes in because if when you get a, a little bit of understanding of the fact that the justice of God is fully satisfied by the death death of Jesus, yeah. when when you can grasp a hold of that, God's justice is satisfied. Therefore, I can be considered righteous. Because this justice is satisfied by what Jesus did on the cross, yeah. I can be considered righteous by God. Then now I'm free. That's right. Now I'm free. I, I'm not trying to do righteousness on my own. I, I'm I'm not trying to perform something. I'm not trying to achieve something for God. I'm receiving a gift, and and He is content yeah. that I receive it as a gift. Because yeah. we're we're always in that. I need to do something to earn something from God or, or to prove something to God or or to pay him back in some way. No, 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 no. No, it's not that at all. He, he is just completely, uh, is, he's completely satisfied that justice has been met and grace can be given and forgiveness can be uh, issued uh, 
the declaration of of me and, and you being declared righteous, that declaration can be done without us doing anything. God is God is very happy with that. Yeah. And uh, therefore we can we can we can walk free. Right. And just not not only are we free from from guilt and condemnation and self loathing and all the things that, that happen because of our old sinful nature and all the wrong things but but but, but we're also free from um, we're also free from um, trying or, or feeling unworthy of God using us. We're yeah. free of that as well That's right. because now he has made us worthy. Amen. So so therefore he can give us a spirit. He can call us to whatever he wants us to do. Yeah. Sometimes it's what we're gifted in. Sometimes it's what we're not gifted in. He decides, you know, he can call us to whatever. Um, and, and we can walk into that because, well, it is, he, he, he has forgiven us. He's poured out his grace on us he's given his gifts um, and, and and therefore i can walk into whatever he calls me to full of confidence accepted belonging it's an amazing salvation jerry it is what what a plan what a plan yeah amazing that's right yeah. i love it and i love the fact that because he started it he's the one that finishes it and that's that's another yeah. example that we're just enjoying the journey the ups, the downs, the twists, the turns, the times we fall down. Ultimately, you know, there's a there's a that poem. I'm sure you've heard of it about the footprints in the sand, about how there there's yeah. and then there's one set. Ultimately, it's there's one set. When you put your faith in Jesus, He carries you the whole journey, and that causes yeah. me to have a constant peace in my heart, a rest that it's it's about Him in me rather than what I can do for Him. And it's it's such a beautiful thing to be at peace with that. I wish I was at that piece earlier on in my Christian journey, but isn't that part of the journey? Do you know, you, you learn it is. It is. the truth and then you become a revelation of the new covenant and various other beautiful truths that just cause you to marvel even more at who he is, do you know? Yeah, I, I, think, I think part of the journey, I, I think for every Christian, is to start off and try and do it for God. You know, we, we receive by faith. Yeah. Um, salvation okay by faith god I, I receive from you forgiveness for my sins and i know your holy spirit has come into me but now i'm going to get on and do something for you and, and so we set out on this journey you know and it's 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 the young christians uh, i think every young christian goes down that road yeah and i try and do something for god and they fall flat on their face uh, because god has to let us fall on our face he, he has to uh, come to an end and, and fail he has to let it fail and and then at that point we come to him and and i, I know myself i was complaining god i am serving you here and and and, and this is all collapsing and and what is going on here <laughs> you know why have you let me down and and you know we, we have to get to that point where my strength has to fail and then i'm going to god and that's where we discover again and, and afresh. Actually, it's actually meant to be you through me that's right. rather than, than me for you. And it's completely different. Yeah. You know, we have to fall flat in our face. And, uh, and that, that hurts. You know, it always hurts to fall flat in your face. 
Yeah. But God has to allow it and, and bring us on this journey of rediscovering him or, or going a little deeper. Yeah. Going a little deeper. What why why is this not working, God? You know, why why is this ministry endeavor that that I'm doing for you? You know, why I, I'm doing this for you, Jesus, and, and it's all dried up. What is going on? You know, it's your fault, Jesus, even though I was doing it. <laughs> you, you've, you've let me down. What, what's wrong with me? Yeah. You know, and, and uh, <laughs> so, so often we, we come out with stuff like that. And, 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 and we have to go through, through that journey of I'll do it for you. And when we get to the end of it, then, you know, he, he steps in and, and he gives us, gives us uh, proper success, which is heading through us yeah. when we let him. Back to faith, back to faith. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What a beautiful way just to close out just this testimonial side slash sermon slash dialogue. Well, Pastor Steve, I've got a couple of questions that I would like to ask you um, that in hopes that it would bring us encouragement and it would help maybe some of our listeners. Um, the questions are not too tricky, right? But the first question I have is, so I said at the start of the podcast, uh, you are an associate pastor in Court Church. And maybe for some sure. people listening, right? They hear pastor, no problem. Associate, I don't have a clue what that means. So, what what is your role in a way in our church? Like, what do you do on a weekly basis? Okay, um, so so uh, associate pastor really is um, the the partner, I suppose, the senior pastor in a way. Yeah. Um, so so I would I would carry and I would co carry, I suppose the main responsibilities in the church yeah and I, I i see that like if pastor nick's ever out if he's ever if, if he's away that then then i'm, I'm running things yeah. um but I, I also i feel like i carry the responsibility for the church along alongside pastor nick yeah and um, so i would i would give a lot of advice to ministries i, I would get alongside ministries um uh, I suppose I'm running a few ministries as well, hands-on. Yeah. Uh, but but I also do a lot. I look after really everything in many ways alongside Pastor Nick. Um, so I would do a lot of the counselling. Uh, people that walk in need help. Uh, I, would, I would do a lot of that, the marriage counselling, pre-marriage counselling, um, and and just help ministries, help the ministries in the church and, and individuals. Uh, as well as all the pastoral stuff sure. as well you know just getting alongside encouraging their, their church body yeah everything really terry yeah. you know and and whatever needs doing that that's that's what i'll i'll try and do and, yeah uh, god god has god has allowed me i suppose through uh through working in, the, in that multinational company you give me an insight into into leadership and management and organization and, and some of those things which which help uh, also the tech technological some tech skills as well so so i i, I help out a lot in a lot of those areas um, so yeah uh, but I, I very much feel like um I, I co-carry the weight of the church, yeah. You know, as well, the prayer and um, you know direction as well. But uh, final call always goes back to to Pastor Nick. You know, so yeah. that's where I see it. Well, because I didn't really know that either. I knew kind of briefly what associate pastor was, but you've 
just knocked the ball out of the park. I mean, you've kind of transformed my view of an associate pastor now. That I'm very just struck by that. So thanks for even explaining that, Pastor Steve. But even the next question I have is, right, so in, in our church, um, all our pastors, yourself, Pastor Nick, Pastor Patrick, Pastor Ham, will always bring a word of encouragement or instruction or whatever. Like you're always encouraging us. Like even right now, you, you guys are doing streams in the desert, which I think is the best, post, best podcast I listen to on a weekly basis, which I listen to about 15 on a weekly basis. And it's absolutely phenomenal where you guys bring such encouragement. The dialogue is fantastic. But the question I have is, how can church members um, encourage our pastors? Hmm. Um, I think I think the same way that you encourage anybody yeah. is share what the Lord is doing. Yeah. Um, you, you know what, what you find and even what you find in the Word of God, share it, share, share it with us. Yeah. Um, and actually, it's, it's one of the things I love about you, Jerry, is I'm seeing what God is doing in your life. Maybe you're a little more public than, than some of our other members, and, and and what God is is doing in you and through you, uh, and I love that. But 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 you're you're sold out for the Lord, and and you're sharing the gospel and in, in, in different ways and different forums, and and uh, and I love that, and, and I find that so encouraging. So I just want to hear what the Lord is doing wow. in people's lives, and that's it. You know, we we have uh, praise reports on, on a Monday night in prayer, and I love it. I love it. I hear what, what God is saying to people. Uh, I see the, the fruit of of, uh, of of the Lord working in, in people's lives. And that's the greatest encouragement I could ever get. Um, you know, and, and even, and I suppose maybe a little more directly, is if, if God says something to you through, you know, the, the, the preaching or, or the worship or, or the illustration or whatever it is, you know, let us know. You know it's, it's nice to hear that. That encourages us and uh, uh, because this is what we're doing. We, 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 our, our job is to encourage people, you know, on their Christian walk. And so if we see that happen, then, then we're blessed. Sure. Awesome. Thanks for that, Pastor Steve. Another question I have is, so you've been in ministry for many years, right? You know, you've done youth ministry, worship ministry, pastoral ministry, as you've just mentioned, you've many other ministries, I'm sure, over the years, right? But um, maybe there's someone listening to the podcast, right? And they've been coming to church for maybe just recently, or maybe they've been coming for years, but they don't know how to take the first step in wanting to get involved in ministry. Maybe they're too afraid I suppose, what sort of encouragement would you give someone who maybe wants to get involved in a ministry or something of that effect? Yeah. Um, Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. And um, the greater their first ministry is onto Jesus. You know, so, 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 so you keep that first and foremost. You're already in ministry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're your ministry strength to Jesus and and out of that that that, that worship that uh, that that knowing of him that seeking after him you will know his voice and it takes a little while to to get to know his voice sure. but you'll start to know it and th there's a sort of a working out of that as well so what, what I would say is is get started you know start just go, go to if 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 you have some sort of a, a sense of direction or God is, you think Jesus might be saying, Jesus might be telling me to get involved in 
youth ministry or young adults or or feed cork or, or whatever just go go to the leader of that ministry and start to talk it over with them mm. and um and 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 you could also go to come to some of the pastors or or or, or leaders in the church yeah and and start to discuss it because uh we know just because we've been walking with lord for 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 a few years longer we know what god definitely won't be saying yeah there's some of the things that he definitely won't be saying and, and some of the things he definitely will be saying and sometimes that helps um and uh and 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 through all of that process you, you'll find a way and you might get it wrong but get started and and move in faith and, and just step into something and if you step into youth ministry and it's not for you you'll you'll very quickly find out and you can say oh i think i need to go it's actually working with old people is what god has called me to do you know i really enjoy old people and and you, you just follow the way he leads yeah. and sometimes it's multiple things um so start it's not hard to follow the lord yeah it's not hard and and uh it, it's fear can stop us you know fear stops us from from moving into areas but if if we trust God, you know that that faith, knowing He loves us, knowing knowing that He wants to speak to us, knowing that knowing that He doesn't reject us, He, you you can hear His voice and and He will lead you, and, and you'll find it, you'll find it. You, we have the Holy Spirit, you see, and He's so intimate with us. He's right inside us. There's nobody closer to us right. than the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And if you're if you're honest, you, you will know. Uh, what the Holy Spirit is saying, and if He's saying no, it'll be like a bad conscience the moment you set a foot in that direction, right. you know. And if it's yes, there'll be a growing peace and, and joy as, as you explore that that direction. Right. Yeah. Pastor Steve, the final question I have for this podcast episode—I suppose it's not really a question, or I don't know what it is—but basically, so you've been serving in pastoral ministry now, and alongside your wife for many years, right? And it must be a dear blessing to you to see now that you've got your son Ronan who's after coming up through youth and who's now serving in the youth leadership team he's doing the the church media and many other stuff right and as well with your daughter Kirsty, who's recently began to get involved with our youth leadership team and doing worship that must be a great encouragement and blessing to both you and your wife to see your kids not only have you trained your kids up in the way of the Lord but the Lord is doing a work in their lives and causing them to get plugged into the church ministry as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right, Jerry. Absolutely right. Uh, on Sunday morning, I was driving into church and when we're doing worship, like we, we leave the house at uh, maybe a quarter to eight and, and we're, we're, we're driving in. I've got, uh, well, Kirsty will be in the front seat if she's out first to the car and, and yeah. Ronan will be in the back. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm driving in to... to to lead worship with my son and my daughter yeah. and it's the most wonderful thing but i get in there jerry and uh there is uh patty and jacinta's two sons you know who are like my boys as well yeah. it could be uh, young natasha Kamakwari. Yeah. it could be you know uh you know other other young people just there and i'm so delighted that it's, it's not just my kids yeah you know but we have other young people coming up stepping into ministry uh 
learning to hear the voice of God, making mistakes. They, they, they are way ahead of where I was at their age, way ahead, you know, and they're learning to hear God's voice, learning, learning to, uh, to, to, to get the values right, you know, for ministry. You know, it's, it's God, it's others, you know, and myself, and, and uh, you know, how to, how to deal with conflict, how to deal with disappointment. That they're learning all these things, how to deal with, with criticism, yeah. you know, and, and some of these things are, are really difficult in ministry. You know, how to deal with, with, with my own failures, you know, mm-hmm. when I mess up a song or, or you know, a, a, a game in youth or, or, you know, if it doesn't go right, what then? Um, you know, so that they're learning all these things. And it just really excites me, Jerry. And, and you're right. It's the greatest of privileges to, to, to stand beside Ron and Kirsty and uh, hopefully the other two boys in later years. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also I also think uh, uh, the fact that that they want to do uh, ministry alongside me that that to me is is a huge honor. I I, I I like when I was that age I wanted to be nowhere near my my mom and dad, yeah. you know. And I was in the rock bands, you know, back yeah. then. And and <laughs> I would never have fit with them like that. It just. Uh, so to me, it's 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 a privilege, it's an honor. Yeah. I'm very proud, you know, and, and I'm very thankful to God. Yeah. Yeah. Pastor Steve, I want to just take this time. We've come to the end of our podcast episode, but I want to take this moment. Uh, Hebrews thirteen seven talks very clearly about honoring your leaders and the example that they are to you in the faith. I may be paraphrasing that slightly, but just even in closing, Pastor Steve, I really want to thank you on a personal note. Um, um, just even for being my pastor over the last last five, six, sort of seven years, um, it's really been in the last year or two where I've really began to have some beautiful conversations with you and, and really connect with you just on a, on a deeper level, um, which has been really wonderful for me to be able to say that. It's really special to me. I, I don't say that lightly. But I remember last year, Pastor Steve, um, I went over to your house one evening to share my album with you. Um, and I remember leaving your house that night with just the love that you and your wife showed to me that night with the encouragement, with the feedback to the album, blessed my heart. But even on a more recent note, when I done the Hopeless to Life online experience back in March, um, a lot of people won't know this, but you came in Saturday afternoon and opened the studio where me and my sister done the dialogue. You gave up of your time to come in and help me and Ronan with simple things like mics, lights, setting up chairs, getting the place ready. And to me, that's something I will never forget. So Pastor Steve, I want to thank you for, for giving up of yourself to help me do what he has called me to do. I really mean that you're a dear pastor to me and I'm very thankful for you. Yeah, thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Jerry. I also want to thank you too, because uh, yesterday you came, got the bus, or was it, sorry, Saturday, you got the bus to Carrigaline, you brought some young people with you and you picked up my son and 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 you went and played basketball and the amount of evenings that you've spent you know as my kid so you know if i've been an encouragement to you well i you know i, I also have to say you've been a real encouragement to me my family my house to ronan i, I know you have jerry and, and you're such a blessing brother so i, I love what you're doing and I, and I love what the lord is doing in your life and i've been blessed through your life so so thank you brother thank you thank you pastor steve but guys, that's the end of another episode of the Hope Sessions podcast, episode two, with my pastor, Pastor Steve. Um, 
I'll be honest, um, I'm very refreshed by this episode and I've no doubt that you are as well. So why not send it to a friend, a family member, or maybe you've listened to this and maybe you've got a pastor or pastors in your life and, and why, why not reach out to them and send them that encouraging text or that voice note or, or maybe write them a letter or, or do something to express your gratitude for people that our pastors are, that they've given up their lives to serve the church and ultimately the kingdom of God. But guys, that's this week's episode. Don't forget to tune in next week for episode number three of season two of the Hope Sessions podcast. My name is Jerry D and until then, God bless. Hey, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Hope Sessions podcast. May I challenge you to reach out to some of your pastors or leaders this week and express just how thankful you are for them and their impact and influence on your life. You can write them a letter, shoot them a text, send them a voice note, or buy them a cup of coffee. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast wherever you tune in. This greatly helps to spread the message and also to keep you up to date with future podcast episodes. Till then, take care and God bless. Remember, hope is to life as oxygen is to the body. Take care.